This is Alex Middleton, and today is July 4th, 2019, and I am talking about Ritchie Brothers Auctioneers Incorporated, symbol RBA, on the New York and Toronto Stock Exchanges. Current market cap for Ritchie Brothers is $3.6 billion, with an enterprise value of $4.2 billion, and a trailing PE of 30 the stock is currently trading at a share price of around $33 on the New York Stock Exchange, down from a 52-week high of $38. I currently do not have a position in Ritchie Brothers, and for clarification, all data presented today is based in U.S. dollars, including the share price. Ritchie Brothers is an auction service company that primarily focuses on marketing their services to industrial equipment owners and buyers from the oil and gas, mining, agriculture, government, and other related industries. Ritchie connects buyers and sellers through their 40 operational auction sites in more than 13 countries, including the US, Canada, Australia, the United Arab Emirates, the Netherlands, and via multiple online sales channels. You can often see their auction sites which are identified by their big RB logo as you drive by them on various highways in many states and provinces throughout North America. According to Ritchie, the global used equipment market is highly fragmented with total annual global used equipment volumes estimated at more than $300 billion. This number includes equipment sold privately through brokers to and from dealers, and through auction services like Ritchie. Ritchie estimates the used equipment auction segment is $25 billion. Currently, Ritchie Brothers is the largest live auction company in the world and claims approximately a 20% market share of the live auction space with its $4.9 billion gross transaction value volume in 2018. What makes Ritchie special compared to the fragmented world of auctioneering companies is their area of specialization of being more focused on industrial equipment. Additionally, they are also known for their transparency by having a reputation of committing to its bidders for having no reserve price for the items being auctioned at its sites. This along with many other rules that are built to protect the buyer's interests have given them a reputation of trust in the past several decades, which has helped build their network of buyers and sellers. Over time, in order to facilitate further growth, however, the company has decided to also cater to a specific customer base who does not want to sell their equipment in an unreserved format. Ritchie has managed to grow this strategy alongside their traditional unreserved one by marketing it it's separately so that not to impact the reputation they had built in their traditional business. Ritchie's revenue is generated through three core solutions or offerings. Unreserved on-site auctions, weekly online auctions, reserved online marketplaces. Over 80% of their business is derived from live auctions and only 17% is derived from online marketplaces. While the online segment is growing, it is still very much dwarfed by Ritchie's on-site business. 
It is hard to stress this importance enough for Ritchie to constantly be concerned with focusing on both the interests of their customers who are paying them the fees to sell their, their equipment and the ones who are buying the equipment from their auctions. If for some reason Ritchie loses their buyers, their sellers will go. If they lose their sellers, their buyers will go. The sellers will only continue to use Ritchie's services if they feel it is economically justifiable to do so, where they can manage to liquidate their asset at a reasonable price in a reasonable amount of time. Buyers will only continue to come to Ritchie auctions if there is a good selection of equipment and that they can buy equipment at reasonable prices. Just like how investors use stock exchanges for liquidity, equipment owners and construction companies need liquidity to adjust to their pipeline of projects, whether activity is going up or down. It is extremely hard for a construction company to sell a Caterpillar 777 haul truck or other large pieces of equipment in a short amount of time. They need to find the right buyer. Large auction sites like Ritchie are becoming increasingly important for companies so they can manage their balance sheets according to the requirements of their business. Herein lies Ritchie's brother's moat. The larger their network of buyers and sellers, the more liquid equipment becomes, which is no different than any other auction type business model like eBay, Copart, and Car. In this business, scale matters, but Ritchie will always have to be concerned with the reputation of acting as an agent in a transaction ensuring the reputation is always one of being trustworthy, transparent, and honest. This type of moat is described very well in the book titled The Little Book That Builds Wealth by Pat Dorsey, which he describes as the network effect. The value of the company increases as its user base increases. Similarly, in social media, you have content producers who post on social media pages and you have content absorbers. For credit cards, you have businesses who accept cards and people who have cards. In both situations, if you primarily have only one group and not the other, then the platforms fail. The larger the network becomes, the value proposition for the business and customer increases. Occasionally, if threats start appearing in these types of businesses, rearview mirror, that could potentially disrupt the, the moat, the company must quickly adapt or acquire it, much like Facebook acquired Instagram. This is likely the same reason Richie had to acquire competitor Iron Planet. From all public records, Iron Planet was not a high quality business. They had combined losses of $2.99 per share from 2015 and 2016 which derived from a cost on their financial statements described as customer equity incentives, where Iron Planet would exchange equity in their own company if customers listed their equipment with Iron Planet. This does not seem like it would have been a sustainable business practice over the long term, but nonetheless, Ritchie Management decided the acquisition was necessary. The customer equity incentive cost item cost Iron Planet over the years 2015 and 2016 a total of $37 million against revenue just under $230 million, or 16% of revenue. This compares to Ritchie's combined profit over the same years of $2.31 per share. Iron Planet was essentially buying their growth. 
After a while, however, Iron Planet became big enough a big enough perceived threat to Ritchie management that it led to them acquiring the company for $750 million, which to date does not seem to have provided much tangible value to Ritchie shareholders. Over time, industry consolidation will likely strengthen Ritchie's moat by absorbing more customers into their buyers and sellers network to make very expensive equipment more liquid, which was something that was extremely hard to do in the past in the fragmented world of auctions brokers, and private sellers. Currently, Ritchie has a market cap of $3.9 billion on the New York Stock Exchange. At this level, I would expect a medium to high quality company that achieves modest earning EPS growth to trade at a multiple of 15 times their estimated owner's earnings. Under these assumptions, Ritchie's cyclically adjusted owner's earnings would have to be in the range of $217 million and $216 $216 million, or $1.87 per share and $2.25 per share. The best year that Ritchie has had so far under this metric that I can see is in 2015 and 2018, where my estimated owner earnings were per share were around $1.50 separately for each year, which is still a long way off from the required amount to justify today's price. There are two adjustments to my assumptions that I can make to make today's share price justified, either adjust my expectations for growth or adjust my estimation of the company's owner's earnings. Being that Ritchie is still in the growth phase of their company, like many other companies that are still investing for the future and have not fully turned on the taps of their full earning power, their financial statements could still be understating the full potential of their earnings. So it could be that my estimation of owner's earnings is quite a bit below what they might be in 2019. Future growth may also be understated when applying only a multiple of 15 to 18. The company may easily grow earnings at double digits in the next 10 years, which would easily justify a much higher multiple, especially in a low interest rate environment. But as investors, it is very unlikely for us to be 100% certain about the future. But for Ritchie to be trading at its intrinsic value at its current price, it seems like that the market is building a a combination of growth that is fairly optimistic given their history along with the combination of interest rates being lower for longer, which leaves a value investor with little margin of safety. Ritchie is a high quality company. It has respectable yields on its equity and assets that seem to lead one to believe that they have a moat as they continue to consolidate their industry activity through organized growth and acquisitions. But these assumptions that I believe are already built into the stock price today are overly optimistic given the downside risks. I believe the intrinsic value of Ritchie is somewhere between $25 and $30 per share with an estimated owner earnings of $1.10 and $1.38 or $121 million or $150 million overall for the company. If you overpay a bit for this stock, it will not be the end of the world because they seem to be building a strong competitive advantage or moat around their business the bigger they build out their network of buyers and sellers. Over time, I anticipate it will become increasingly difficult for a company to come in and disrupt their business. I currently rate this stock a 7 out of 10 on a scale, which I have posted on my website, stockwriteups.com. Ritchie Brothers has good economics and is a high-quality business which has good future growth potential, 
but I think the stock is a bit overvalued at the moment. I will keep it on my radar for future tracking if the price irrationally goes down in the future. That's all I have for you today on Richie Brothers. A podcast summary and notes for this episode have been posted on my website, stockwriteups.com. If you have any comments or questions regarding this episode or any other episodes, feel free to send an email to valuestockspodcast at gmail.com or at alex at stockwriteups.com. Remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not making any recommendations or providing financial advice. I encourage everyone to do their own research before making an investment and or seek the advice of an experienced financial professional. Thanks.